As Canadians, we often look south with horror at the number of mass shootings in the U.S., but we're no strangers to them. They've happened. Nova Scotia, the mosque in Quebec City, the École Polytechnique, of course, in Montreal in 1989, 14 female engineering students killed by a lone gunman. Student Heidi Rathjen hidden in a dark room that day with other terrified students as the shootings took place. One of her close friends, Anne-Marie Lemay, was killed. Uh, the tragedy prompted, prompted her to champion gun control in this country for decades to try to prevent a repeat of that day, and she continues to do so. Joining, from, joining me from Montreal is Heidi Rathjen, coordinator of Polly Remembers. Thank you for your time tonight. Thanks for having me. I, guess, I mean, one incident in many ways helped change gun control in this country to some extent. It seems like in the U.S. it's just happening again and again. Um, as a longtime gun control advocate, period, it must be disheartening to watch these this this tragedy repeat itself across the border. Absolutely. I mean, in the United States, it's it's practically hopeless. Uh, even though there's a president, uh, Biden, who ran on gun control, he's done virtually nothing of significance in terms of gun control. Um, bills are in the House and the Senate and they're stuck. And, uh, you know, and uh, I mean, even after this horrible shooting, uh, the NRA is still going to hold its convention in Houston, Texas, and they continue to defend uh, the need to have more guns in the hands of civilians as opposed to less. What is the situation here now? Because we know, of course, in the U.S. during the pandemic, there was a huge boom in weapons sales. Um, what is the situation in Canada now? And of course, we're still awaiting this new legislation, I gather. Well, uh, it's pretty, pretty sad in Canada. We, you'd think we'd have strong gun control after having elected um, a party, the Liberal Party, who ran three times on gun control. Um, in uh, 2019, they did pass some measures, basically uh, bringing back some very modest measures that existed for decades, like requiring uh, stores to keep sales records, which exists in the United States, like having uh, sellers verify, make sure that the, the, the license of the buyer is valid. Uh, that existed throughout um, the existence of the long gun registry. Every sale was certified and now... Uh, now it's coming back uh, after since 2000. It's been canceled since 2012 when Harper abolished the, the long gun re registry and other measures. Um, so that those are the main uh, measures that were passed uh, since 2015, uh, despite many many promises. And even though we have um, we have uh, the the Liberal government did prohibit. Uh, about 1,500 uh, models of assault weapons. The, the, the fact of the matter is we, have, we don't have a ban on assault weapons. We have a list of prohibited assault weapons that remain in circulation and, uh, and new weapons, new assault weapons coming on the market uh, despite the uh, orders in council of May 2020 when they prohibited these weapons. So we are uh, impatiently waiting for uh, real gun control, substantial gun control, a real ban on assault weapons, counter, countering the prol proliferation of handguns, and bringing in real uh, preventative measures to remove guns from, from people who are deemed at risk. Almost 33 years later, uh, of course, still, still fighting. Um, what needs to be done in the short term, do you think, to try to start closing some of these loopholes? 
Well, the, the first thing, I mean, the, the minister, the Liberal government and Minister Mendocino did promise to buy back the assault weapons that were banned in May 2020. And so this was an election promise that's been repeated. And so we're waiting for the buyback program to be deployed uh, because we have tens of thousands of assault weapons in, in the hands of uh, civilians right now. New Zealand, after their mass shooting, 51 people died in two mosques in, by the same perpetrator. They banned assault weapons and bought them all back within six months. And we haven't done it. I mean, we've had, we had the, the, um, the mosque shooting five years ago with a legal assault weapon. And still, that weapon is still out there. It's prohibited, but it's still out there. So uh, the buyback program has to be rolled out as soon as possible. And secondly, the, the law needs to be changed so that there's no new assault weapons that could be introduced to the market. So we need to change the definition of what is a prohibited weapon in order to include all assault weapons, just like New Zealand did, just like Australia did. And that is something that we haven't heard yet from the government. The government keeps talking about the list of banned weapons. So these are specific weapons that are banned or their variants. But that doesn't mean that manufacturers can't produce new assault weapons that circumvent the criteria, that circumvent that list. And uh, there's been a number of examples of, of assault weapons that have been introduced on the market in the last uh, weeks and months. Um, and so that has to change. And then we have the whole issue of handguns. Seven out of 10 Canadians want to ban handguns. They, they serve no useful purpose. It's mostly for target shooting and most Canadians think that that's not worth allowing handguns to be owned by civilians. And yet we've heard nothing substantial from the federal government other than promising to offload the responsibility to deal with handguns to provinces. And that is a recipe for disaster. It's actually a dead end because there's not one province that indicated any, uh, any uh, commitment to doing that. And so it's just going to be an internal debate where different levels of governments blame each other for not doing anything when it should be the federal government that deals, I mean, uh, gun control is, is a criminal law. What weapons are legal, what weapons are not legal is, is determined by the criminal code and it should remain on federal level. And I mean, where we continue to call on the federal government, on the liberals to put forward a federal measure to counter the proliferation of legal handguns. There's over a million handguns now in the hands of Canadians and um, about one third of those were sold under the, the, the Liberal government since 2015. I have about a minute left, Heidi. Is it a disservice from where you sit? Is having America as a neighbor where the situation is so dire a disservice Absolutely. to Canadi to Canadians? Yeah. So uh, for sure. And, uh, and the United States is one of the sources of, of uh, illegal handguns, crime guns that are found in Canada. Uh, that is also an issue that should be dealt with by the federal government to increase border controls and to um, invest properly and have the right strategies to counter the illegal market. Uh, we could do both at the same time. Canadians support both. We want tough gun control and we want crime control. And uh, we need to we need to to hold our federal government uh, responsible and uh, and demand that they that that they act on this. And it's not just about, I mean, we don't have the same crime or gun uh, violence rates as the United States, but the point is we don't want to become like the United States and gun control is an investment in our future. I mean, how much is it worth to avoid one mass shooting 
Uh, I've, I've experienced one. One is enough. Uh, there, you know, there is. We're talking about the quality of life of Canadians, uh, the ability to walk in our streets and go in our schools without fearing a gunman. And right now, people can buy assault weapons with a permit, with you know, very little screening. Uh, many of these weapons are non-restricted, so you don't need, they're not even registered. Uh, police don't even know who have them and they can, they can easily circulate because there's no, um, there's no way to trace them. Uh, and so, you know, we've, we've had a number of mass shootings. Um, and, uh, and so at the very least, we need to ban assault weapons. That's something that 80% of Canadians want. Adi Rastin, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to me.